0: Salams and welcome to another episode of Network Priori. Today we have with us Dr Lucia Ardovini talking on the Brotherhood's search for identity in a post-2013 context. Uh, So Lucia, please introduce yourself and the work that you do.
1: Sure, Uh, I'm Lucia Ardovini, I'm a postdoctoral research fellow at the Swedish Institute of International Affairs and I research uh, the Iwan, the Muslim Brotherhood in Egypt, specifically after the two thousand and thirteen uh, coup d'etat, and i'm really interested in the organizational restructuring that the movement is undergoing, specifically from uh, organizational identity and members' subjectivity perspective
0: okay um, so your paper uh, was Preachers, you quote the title of uh, Hassan Hudaybi's response to Qutb, Preachers, Not Judges, and uh, your paper is called Muslim Brotherhood: Search for Identity in the Post-2013 Space. So I want to kind of interrogate your picking of that work of Hudaybi's as the kind of introductory bit of your title, and ask you how does the debate between Hudaybi and Qutb affect your work? Is it a lens through which you see current-day debates in the Brotherhood or how do you use it?
1: Um, I I use it very much from an historical perspective. This is a debate that has been at the core of the Brotherhood since Mm -hmm. um, and it's definitely one of the forces that is driving the current identity crisis that the organisation is undergoing. Um, Interestingly though, it's one of the debates that is usually not necessarily picked up upon in the literature because when we look at the brotherhood, there are other dichotomies Mm. that are brought up all the time. So we spend a lot of time thinking about the conservative versus the reformist wing Mm. or the Taoist versus politics discourse, but this idea of are we preachers or are we leaders is something that I I would argue has been at the core of the internal grievances of the organisation since and it has Mm -hmm. never really been gone away and is especially central today uh, in the post-2013 context.
0: Okay, uh, how is it central? So what exactly is happening in the post-2013 context, because obviously we've seen uh, recently the death of Mohamed Morsi and how that's obviously going to affect the members and people around the world obviously we've seen funeral prayers all over the world so I want to know how exactly is the debate between Qutb and Hudaybi affecting the search for maybe a new identity mm-hmm. amongst the Brotherhood so we're neither preachers nor judges or leaders okay. where something else entirely maybe is mm-hmm. what's going on here
1: Uh, There is a lot going on. Uh, I think it's important, just very quickly, to start by thinking about 2013 as the moment of real change in the history of the Brotherhood. Obviously, 2011 was significant in a lot of ways, Mm. but what happened after 2011 wasn't necessarily new. Mm. It was just the final step, if you want, of a politicization process that had been going on for almost 60 years at that Mm. point. However, 2013 represents a drastic point of departure from the organization's historical experiences and okay. and i think there are two main reasons why this is the case like first of all the levels of repression that we've seen after the removal of mohamed morsi are simply unprecedented even in the history of the organization even when compared to the time of nasser So what we see is that there is not just the leaders that are being targeted, but these are members from all across the organisational spectrum who are the first-line victims of repression. Mm -hmm. So this makes the current crisis somewhat new to the Mm -hmm. organisation. And the second and which I think is even more significant, is that this current crackdown has come upon the Brotherhood after they governed Egypt for the first time. Mm. And this is a test that has very much exposed the ineptitude of its leaders to take active part in the political project. Mm. And, and this has led a lot of the members themselves to question the validity of the political project. A lot of these members are not only questioning the politics versus power debate, but they're also started to really pick apart the very structures, values and... Hierarchies that keep the organisation together. So mm. what we see after 2013 is that the Brotherhood is undergoing a very deep identity crisis. Mm. Its members are undergoing a personal crisis. Mm. And this is where this debate comes back to the fore, the debate between being preachers and being judges or leaders. Okay.
0: Um, I think we've touched upon this question a bit, but I want to get, again, a bit more out of you uh how did the arab spring and its aftermath affect the identity of the brotherhood what exactly happened Mm -hmm. that led to this crisis i know you say you could say the overthrow and etc etc but from what some scholars have said that it actually started beforehand so i want to take your i want to get your perspective on that
1: yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of the grievances that we see uh, dividing the organization now are old grievances. Mm-hmm. One of the major ones is obviously the struggle between the individual agency of its members and the organization hierarchical structure. This is something that started way before 2011, like mm-hmm. at the end of the 90s, we already saw this being central. But what happened in the post-2011 context is that with the opening up of the political space after Mubarak removal, we we saw that all those grievances were catalyzed. They okay. were very much brought back to the fore over the creation of the Freedom and Justice Party, over the running of the party, over the fact that there are a lot of members who didn't want to fully subscribe to what Haíra Al Shatter will say, were forcibly purged okay. from the organization. So what we see then after 2013 is that this is the first time that a lot of the members have the time to sit down and ask themselves what it means to be a part of the brotherhood, what it means personally in their daily lives, but what it means for them ideologically as okay. well. So this is again where these leaders versus or judges versus preachers element comes back to the fore because a lot of these people have started to ask themselves why did I join? Why mm. am I a member? Do I believe in the ideological project or do I believe in the political project? Can we add them together mm. it didn't work where do we go from here mm-hmm. these are the sort of questions that have been catalyzed by the okay. arab uprisings
0: um i just want to pick up on what you said about uh, the members who have been purged have these members actually come together to form another way mm-hmm. uh another party perhaps i know um there's one famously mentioned um in various works on post islamism the al wasat party yes. that's one um but i just i think that started before yes. 2011 so i want to know about obviously your work is focused on the post 2013 context so i want to know are there any other fragments that have come together from out of the brotherhood to form parties and if so what are their platforms what mm-hmm. Alternatives do they offer?
1: Yes, um, some of these parties did exist. One of okay. the most famous one was the Egyptian Current Party, okay. which was created. So, the Freedom and Justice Party was created in April two thousand and eleven, and the Freedom and the Egyptian Current Party was created in June. Okay, uh, which very much saw a lot of the members that were either forcibly purged or decided to leave the organization over the creation of Freedom and Justice Party, coming together and opening themselves up to dialogue and collaboration with secular and revolutionary groups. Okay. Which, if you know anything about the isolation, yes. is the story of the brotherhood. It's, it's quite a, con- um, a considerable point of departure, I think. So, the very interesting thing here when it comes to platform is that a lot of these members, not all of them, but a lot of them were part of the so-called youth wing of the organization. And these were people that even before 2011 had started working with secular and revolutionary actors in civil society. Is this
0: like the April 5th movement, things yeah, like that? Yeah, Okay. S-
1: some of them. Um, so there was sort of already a dialogue that had already begun. Mm. Uh, but when you look at these platforms, a lot of them are very... Um, I'm trying to look for a politically correct way to put this. A lot of these platforms are very liberal, okay. uh, not in the condescending way, uh, but they're very pluralist as okay. well, not only towards their members, but also towards society. They're very accepting of differences in of different intellectual currents, different ideas, different faith, okay. which is something the even though the Freedom and Justice Party claimed that they did have the same thing, it, it's, it's a very different narrative.
0: Okay. Um... Okay. Now, on the basis of this, and obviously on the um, splinter groups that have come off, like one that you mentioned, I want to bring it back to the mainline Muslim Brotherhood. And I want to ask you, what trajectories do you see the Brotherhood going along in the future? So if I was to give you, basically, a sheet of paper and you were to write on it your predictions of where the Brotherhood would go, Mm -hmm. one, two, three, four, however many what would your predictions be? What could what could the new brotherhood identity be in light of this re-examination mm. that you're saying is
1: happening? This is the million dollar question um, and I think if the answer to that really depends on who you talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, after 2013, the Brotherhood has furthered fragmented and mm. um, there are many splinter groups but I think that for the sake of uh, clarity we can probably put them together in two main categories or two main approaches, so the mm. determining yeah. future trajectories. The first camp is what I would call the stagnation camp, okay. which is represented by the historical leadership, those who remain faithful to the historical leadership, The old guard. the, well. the old guard, okay. exactly um, which is essentially immobile, and um, mm-hmm. they are understanding the post-2013 context as just another period of hardship in the okay. history of the organization. So they are not putting forward any strategy for mm-hmm. moving forward in the future. They are just saying that we need to be patient and this will pass because everything else has also passed. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, the, the second camp, which I think is a very interesting one here, is what I would call the adaptation camp. And this is where you see that it's a very fluid category. Like In it, you will find anything from the new Guidance Bureau that was formed in 2015, to the dissenters, to those who... Left the organization but remain close to it. These are all people who are brought together by one communal thing, which is the fact that they've started engaging in processes of self reflection. Mm. They've started asking themselves what went wrong in 2013 and what do we do to make sure that not only we remedy it, but that it never happens again. Mm. So we see people who, for example, um, are taking the organization as it is and replicating the, its structures almost in the same way, which is something that the New Guidance Bureau is doing, um, but by making it more pluralist, by giving women a space, by giving youth, a, a youth uh, the youth a space. But at the same time, you also see people, and this is very significant in terms of future trajectories, who recognize that while the big problems of the brotherhood, it sees lack of diversity across the membership in terms of professionality. The, okay. The um, Brotherhood membership, historically, is mostly composed by medical doctors, and engineers, and lawyers. Mm. Mm, there's no one really who does social sciences, or politics, or international relations, or anything like that. Okay. This is one of the main criticisms that was moved to the Freedom and Justice Party government. And this is something that a lot of these members have internalized. We are seeing a very big number of people going back into universities. Okay. Like putting themselves back into education. Even though there is this understanding that the political project is kind of on pause now. Stalled kind of thing, It's yeah. stalled, but they're preparing. They have recognized that they have a gap. They have recognized that the Brotherhood hasn't even had a new ideological thinker for the past <laughs> 60 years, and then mm. they see a gap in their skills, and they're actively trying to work towards that.
0: This reminds me of um, uh, Gamal al Banna's uh, ridicule that he poured on um, the uh, idea that the, it was the Brotherhood, but the Freedom and Justice Party basically advanced it, this uh, civil state with an Islamic reference. Yes. And the fact that he just basically poured scorn all over it basically speaks to this gap in this. Um, Need to fill this gap, mm-hmm. I guess. So, on the basis of that, I want to ask: um, with, if, okay, say we, if the Brotherhood was to fill this gap and it was to basically train a whole cadre of social scientists and um, international relations experts, etc., etc., what do you think would then be the next step? after that, do you think that the Brotherhood would have an appetite to try a political project again? Or do you think this is something now which is on hold for maybe a couple of generations? What's your feeling from what
1: you've Uh, seen, read? I think, I mean, maybe we will find out that I'm really wrong in two years' time. Uh, But for now, I think the political project is on stall Uh, because of the context in which the Brotherhood also finds itself in. I mean, most of these members are either in exile or in jail. And and there's also the fact that even though a lot of them believe the Egyptian society will welcome them back with open arms, that is not necessarily the the reality on the ground either. Mm -hmm. So I think that even if they train and even if they fill all of these gaps, the, the first thing that needs to be done is to... Regain internal unity because the brotherhood has always been divided, but I don't think he has ever been as divided as it is now mm. uh, and, and that's one of the real problems, especially when we're thinking about future trajectories because I mean, what do we mean? When we talk about the yeah, brotherhood. which part of the brother which do we mean? Yeah. yeah,
0: okay. I see the problem. Okay. All right. Thank you Lucia. Thank you. This has been another episode of Network Reorient. Thank you for tuning in. Please have a listen to some of our other episodes and leave a rating.